Your morning starts now. It's the Q102 Jeff and Jen podcast, brought to you by CVG Airport. Fly healthy through CVG. For more information, go to CVG Airport backslash fly healthy. Cage is up for a golden glove, man. <laughs> we thought it never happened. How great is that? Didn't he win one once or was that for one for, was it leaving Las Vegas? Oh, was maybe it, he was did. Was it when he, yeah, I feel like there was a dramatic role here or there. He, we'll deep dive that. Yeah, we'll play with that. Also, is Cardi B single? Get to both those stories here in a bit. But first, let's begin this hour's E! News with Matthew Perry. Yeah. Who's still making headlines. Yeah, yeah. Jennifer Aniston saying she was in contact with him right before his death. And it seemed to her that everything was going really great. She said he was happy. He was healthy. He quit smoking. He was getting in shape. He was happy. That's all I know. But she's mm-hmm. She adds, I was literally texting with him that morning. Funny Maddie. He was not in pain. He wasn't struggling. He was happy. And he was looking forward to the future. She said he was on a pursuit. He worked so hard. He really was dealt a tough one. I miss him dearly. We all do. Boy, he made us laugh really hard. She also said, I hope he can know that he was loved in a way he never thought he was. So I know that they remained friends after the show ended, but, Mm -hmm. you know, from the way they talk, it sounds like they talk every day. I know, like they're super tight. Right. Do you I think they do or? I think just, they do. I think really? they talk a well, lot. I will tell you, I, I know that Jennifer Aniston is like the bridge for a lot of those friendships. Like she facilitates she, all she the does. stuff. Well, because she has, so the Smartless podcast, which is Jason Bateman, Will Ferrell, and Sean Hayes, they talk often about getting together at um, Jenny's house or whatever they call her. Jennifer Aniston's house. Every Sunday. Like, they, mm-hmm. there's, like, this massive group of people that get together for dinner at Jen's mm-hmm. every week. She, she does, hosts, like, a Sunday supper. She does. I'm she not kidding you. Has a, she probably has a group, a friend group text. Yeah. That's all the friends people. And then she has, like, her other friends. <laughs> yep. Yeah. But I think that she's the one that reaches out to everybody and kind of holds them all together. And I wonder if that has anything to do with the fact that she's not married and she doesn't have any kids, so she's able to... She has the time. and the... Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and that's also how she creates her own little family. Isn't yes. It? By creating that. But I think, too, like, so she has, like, that group of people, which is, like, Jimmy Kimmel is in there and his wife and, like, those people. But then I think she has, like, a separate meeting group of people for, like, Courtney Cox, Lisa, and Maddie. Different like, friend groups. Yes. Yeah, but that, she's that's t- totally true. I mean, we just, all have different friend groups. Yeah. yeah. But that's yeah. the thing. It's, like, I know she, like, is responsible for getting people yeah. together. That's right. Cool. Well, we all know one of those, the planner. It's me. The one that has the party. <laughs> I'm over here, guys. Yeah. That's definitely fresh. I mean, I it's going to, it will be you. Yes, 100%. You know what? It's so funny. Scott asked me the other day, he was like, what do you think is going to happen? Like, if like Jeff leaves or Jen ever leaves and he's like, do you think you guys will still talk? Because he said some people that have left his work that he mm-hmm. doesn't really talk to that much. And I go, oh, it's going to be me. I'm going to be the one texting Jeff like, hey, how's Ecuador? What are you doing? Because I do it now. Are you like, mean in the States anytime no, soon? No, can, no. can we plan something? Because I do it now with like Brian Douglas. Like I reach out to him like every now and then. He used to work in the afternoon and I'll be like, hey, what are you doing? Yeah. Are you stopping by? Are you in the natty? Or yeah. whatever. Yeah, the last time he was here, I think you put that together. I did. <laughs> 
That's I'm so also funny. responsible for our lunch coming up at Ruby's next week. <laughs> yep. I'm doing all these bondings. That's you right. make sure we socialize while we're still here. Whether That's we right. want or not. <laughs> You're coming. That's right. Uh, by the way, speaking of Matthew Perry, Zach Efron received a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame yesterday. And during his speech, he actually thanked Matthew Perry. I really also want to mention someone that's not here today. And that's Matthew Perry, who was so kind and generous with me while we worked on 17 again. Collaborating with him in burst years, it was so much fun, and it really did propel me and motivate me in, in so many ways. It, it really pushed me into the next chapter of my career, and for that, thank you so much, Matthew. Uh, thinking about you a lot today. Oh, That's very nice. Good Zach very nice. Very, very nice. sweet. All right. Well, we'll get to Nicolas Cage. And Cardi B here in just a moment. Plus, we got like 8,000 of those year-end lists and <laughs> stuff. coming in. Right. Uh, I think Taylor Swift has been disqualified just because she would top every single one of them. And that would be boring. Right. So if you take Taylor Swift out of it, you know. <laughs> What's left? Who's actually emerging as a, as a front runner? We will get to all those stories as your news continues. This is the Jeff and Jen Morning Show on Q102. feel confident on your second date with help from the plastic surgery group schedule a consultation at 513-791-4440 or at theplasticsurgerygroup.com surgery has an art sometimes you know sources are saying or we're hearing and you know half the time it's bs and uh, every now and then it's like wow that that actually happened you can't write this stuff. But in the case of Cardi B, this is one of those times that the rumors are true. Cardi B and Offset have split up yeah. for the moment. During an Instagram Live over the weekend, Cardi said, I'll just paraphrase. I'm not going to play the whole thing because it's so laden with profanities. It would take too long to edit. <laughs> I've been single for a minute now. And she admitted that it took for, took her a while to admit it because she just she didn't know how. Yeah, I mean, does that, when fans sort of see you paired with someone, like when you're just part of your identity is the person you're with, mm -hmm. especially if fans like that person, mm -hmm. that's got to be hard to be like, it's it's over. We're like, we're separate. Yeah. We're not that anymore. Mm -hmm. Well, I think people root for rooted for these two as a couple because I think they liked who they were when they were together, but right. they got a lot of they got a lot of baggage, these two. They're both a bit of a handful. Oh, yeah. And they right. both, like, talk about each other, like, all the time, good and bad. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, they're like the they're like the Lucy and Desi Arnaz of... They are. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> That's even a what an analogy, yeah. really. No, but they air each other's <laughs> stuff, though. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. Hardcore. Like, she'll go on and, like, blast him. And then they'll break As did up, Lucy. And then they come back together and they're, they just, yeah. I love him, I love him. They yeah. are each other's loves. Yeah. Right? Anyway, she's looking forward to starting the new year fresh. She said, I'm kind of curious. 
for a new life, for a new mm-hmm. beginning, mm-hmm. and so that's exciting. <laughs> but Carney and Offset, they got two kids together. Wow. Five-year-old culture. Has it five years old already? Yeah. Yep. And wow. Wave is two years old. That's the baby. They celebrated their fifth wedding anniversary in September. But there have been rumors for months that he cheated, just like Desi. Mm. Right. <laughs> right. I just came, I came off that Amy Poehler documentary of Lucy and Desi on Prime. Oh, that's that why that I got that in my why, head. Why you've got it. In- that's where that <laughs> came from. Was it pretty good? Uh, yeah, it was actually very good. They yeah. got great access. It was so well done because they got the cooperation of the family who provided all the stuff and they yeah. were willing to go on the record. Yeah. And they go there. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. All right, Amy Schumer was originally going to star in the Barbie movie, and when she quit, Anne Hathaway signed on. Obviously, that didn't happen either, and Anne thinks it's a lucky thing that it didn't. She said, they hit a bullseye. If I believed that the version I was attached to could have done that, yeah, I might feel differently about it, but I genuinely think their film was the best possible version. Yeah. She says, I'm also a person who loves watching women kill it. She says, I just do. I just love it. And also to do so well, so undeniably that they actually had to write new records. Come on. Come on, she says. Yeah, that's pretty great. Yeah. And she's right. I mean, everybody pretty much says the same thing. There were so many different treatments of that script. Yeah. That just weren't, like in hindsight, when you read them, they're like, oh, my goodness. it's That would not have done anywhere near as well as. Yeah. That's yep. what she did. Yep. Uh, Nicholas Cage. You know, what's that guy like when he's we, just we hanging laugh. out? Well, we make so much fun of Nicholas Cage and so many of the crap movies that he's done. I mean, he's all out admitted that he does movies just for the money sometimes. Yeah, right. <laughs> He knows that they're not Wouldn't very you, good. Wouldn't you, though? I mean, I think I would, too. He'd gotten himself into quite a bit of... Uh, financial trouble there for a while and and had to just because he needed the money well now that he's got a golden globe nod yeah uh, that can't hurt he's up for best actor in a musical or comedy for dream scenario yet uh, another recent movie he's been getting reviews for nicholas cage is you'll pardon the pun a national treasure treasure i do like the first one that one was really good have you guys seen the first national treasure Yes, yes. I mean, those are great. It's been movies. a long time. Yeah, it's They're got fun. a lot of history. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. Hollywood style history, but I believe some of it. Barbie and the TV show Succession, which I just started, have the most nods with nine apiece. Oppenheimer is next with eight. The Killers of the Flower Moon and Emma Stone's movie Poor Things both have seven. Uh, Emma has two chances to win, actually. She's nominated for both Poor Things and the TV drama The Curse. And then in the TV categories, The Bear and Steve Martin's Only Murders in the Building have five nominations each. Speaking of Only Murders, Meryl Streep is up for a globe for her supporting role in season three. So that gives her 33 overall nominations, which extends her record. So will be the 81st Golden Globe scheduled to go down Sunday, January 7th on CBS. No word yet on a host. Uh, as you may have heard, several people have already turned it down, and that includes Chris Rock. I love that they asked Chris Rock to host an award show. Of course they're going to. Hey, buddy, you need to get right back up on that horse. That'll get people watching it. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, no thanks. Yeah. Uh, I'll pass. But some of the people who have said no include Ali Wong and the Smartless trio of Will Arnett, Sean Hayes, and Jason Bateman. They all turned it down. Have they talked about why? No, I mean, oh, they'd be fantastic. It would be so good. I, you know what? Those episodes that they do are 
like banked in the can or whatever for months in advance, I think. So oh, gotcha. current events, it takes them a little while to catch up Depending on. Depending on what they got going on. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Okie dokie. Uh, wrong bed. Here we go. Let's oh, do that's this. the wrong one, too. <laughs> no problem. You've got it. There, there it is. we go. All right. Bling in a box with James Free Jewelers. <laughs> too many buttons over too here. Too many. It's very confusing. Yeah. So we are on box four. You know, I hide five of these boxes every year around this time, and your job is to go out and find them. I give you clues here a couple of times a morning. I think I make it relatively easy for you to locate the box. <laughs> and when you do, you can win up to $3,000 in James Free Jewelry. Total of ten grand we give away every December. It's pretty cool. So, this is box number four. I got a new clue for you, but I'll review the old ones first. The Cincy Metro is pretty darn big. Grab a drink, light a cig. Box number four, there's a <laughs> twist. The exact spot is easily missed. Sometimes east, sometimes west. Which of the sides do you like best? Maybe it's there and maybe it's not. What's the last gift you've gotten or bought? I pulled right up and stayed in the car. I looked around, didn't see a bar. That being said, still plenty to do. Buy tops, bottoms, and shoes, to name a few. All right. Here comes clue number four. Clue number four. Numero quattro. Okay. All right. There's seven hills, but this ain't one. That's okay. It's still pretty fun. For those of us who love to look, take your wallet. Won't need a book. There's seven hills, but this ain't one. That's okay. It's still pretty fun. For those of us who love to look, take your wallet. Won't need a book. Go find that box. If somebody does, we'll talk to them. If not, I'll have another clue at 840 here and on James Free's Facebook page at 835. This is the Jeff and Jen Morning Show on Q102. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Yeah, the lead singer. Uh, I'm trying to think of her name. Uh, Shirley Manson. Oh, yeah. No, Shirley Manson of Garbage. She gave this two minutes. I, I bring up. The song, well, and I bring up garbage because she gave this two-minute profanity-filled chastising of a couple of stupid girls who were fighting in the mosh pit of the almost acoustic Christmas concert in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. And I've done my best to bleep and edit around the expletives. Okay. <laughs> so but, it's just mm-hmm. one long bleep? Yeah, here's just <laughs> some of Shirley's tirade. <laughs> What is wrong with you? I don't know what the story is. Quite frankly, I don't care. Is it you, mate? Okay, I don't care who it is. I want it. I love the guy in the background. He's like, bah humbug. <laughs> okay, I don't care who it is. I want it to stop. Do we not have enough going on in the world?
is, if you pull any in our show, you'll be tossed out. So you've had one warning. I love it. <laughs> That's so pretty great. That's just the part we can air, but uh, I guess a woman involved. Uh, this, so this was like one of those radio stations. They, they, the rock stage, K-Rock in Los Angeles, you know, they put the show on every year. Uh-huh. And a woman involved in the in the incident called into the radio station Monday morning to explain that it began when, when some drunk woman was trying to make her way to the front of the stage. And it just kind of became this territorial thing. And Oh, yeah. We've all been in that situation, oh, right, yeah. where people are trying to squeeze and you just lock in. Oh, yeah. You're not getting by. What are you not doing? Budging. You should have got here earlier. Well, yep. well, here's my question. Like, what are the rules of etiquette in a freaking mosh pit? There, uh, there um, are no rules that I'm aware that's of. That's what I'm saying. I've only Anything been in goes? one. I've only been in one, and it wasn't very much fun. No. I can just tell you that. And it, I was I, in one one time, and I was like, I, how do I get out of here? Yeah, like, it was an accident. Like, you tuck in, and you just jump until you're on oh, the outside, God. and then you're like, run! It was awful. I yeah. was with Fun Robbie, of course, at a Bush concert. Of course. Of course. <laughs> and yeah. we were on the edge of the mosh pit. Garbage <laughs> open for them. Why right not? The Bush so, mosh pit. My God. <laughs> there we were, right on the edge of it, and some small little girl Behind me, just shoved me right into the middle of it. Right into and the middle. And then I'm like, get me out of here. You're like, I Robbie! love glycerin. It's my favorite song. <laughs> Did he try to save you? Did God. Robbie save you? No, he was no help whatsoever. <laughs> I figured. No, he was so high. Oh, God. <laughs> you have no Robbie, idea. you didn't even try you to save no me. Idea. It's over. We all oh, thought it. God. Over. Thanks for saying it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know the Beyond. girl. Yeah. Yeah. She's the one that got away, guys. That's yeah. right. Which one, Jen or the girl that pushed by her? <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Robbie pushed her in like, see you later, sis. Yeah. yeah. You got Rock this. on. I did have an early moment in my relationship with Scott where we were vacationing in um, the Dominican Republic. Yeah. And these waves were massive. And there was a massive wave that, like, took me out. And Scott and his brother just were laughing hysterically that I was, Isn't like, great? lost my bottoms and my, <laughs> my look so disheveled. And That's he's, perfect. like, and then he realizes that I'm mad and he's like, are you okay? And my response was, you didn't even try to save me, Scott. Okay. I'm dying out there. That is a direct parallel to the experience that I went through when we yes. capsized in that canoe. Oh, and I God. thought it was funny and we're having yes. this laughable, fun moment. And then I realized, oh, crap, she's mad. Yeah. <laughs> you guys, you Scorpios and me and water Why? are not a combination, friends. Why? Come That's on. A, we, you got to laugh. We got a story to Tell I now. was bleeding. <laughs> I was in the poop river. She's like screaming E. coli at me. I'm like, <laughs> what? I don't, what are you talking about? Jeff, I lost my shoe. Yeah. Oh, God. Jeff was all like, oh, I saved the Blackberry. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, ah! I feel Scott's pain on that one, man. <laughs> That's so funny. Ah, David Hyde Pierce. He opted out of the Frasier revival for a couple of different reasons. As you may or may not know, if you didn't watch the show, David Hyde Pierce played Frasier's brother, Niles Crane. He said, it's not like I said, oh, I never want to do that again. He said, I loved every minute of it. I just wanted to do other things. That's all. I just started on the Julia TV show and was working on a musical and going to do another musical and I just thought, I don't want to be committed to a show and not be able to do stuff like this. So he opted out. I mean, there was an option for him to join the cast or 
Or I thought that, you know, he just, they had written everybody else out and just. Uh, no, in fact, they just brought Roz in for an episode. Oh, nice. Did they? Yeah, they had Lilith in. Um, but, you know, he makes a good point, David Hyde Pierce. He says the show doesn't really need him anyway. He said, Frazier's moved on to a new world. They have new characters. And I, I think I'm right. It's doing great. And the new people they have are great. And I agree with them. Like, the. the the show doesn't really need any of the old cast, mm-hmm. but it's nice to see them. Right. You want them to pop in. Yeah, but the show is pretty solid on its own. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. All right. Paul McCartney's Wonderful Christmas Time. That could potentially be the most polarizing holiday song of all time. People either love it or they hate it. I love the synth. I love the vibe. It's, I don't like it. It's about two minutes too long. I liked it when <laughs> I was a kid. It just keeps repeating. It's very repetitive. Yeah. So thus, the, thus the take the two minutes out of the right. repeating. Yep. People who love it, love it for the same reasons the haters hate it. So this here are the reasons. Here are the reasons. Number one, structure or lack thereof. The song's verse, chorus, verse structure is simple to a fault. At the same time, the song's harmonic patterns are diabolically complex. Chords are deep and jazzy, drawing on the rich harmonic vocabulary of the 1940s and 50s pop music. This guy really thought about it. When most of the current holiday canon was composed. You're right. Number two is the synths. Yep. People love it. That's why why I love it. Yep. And the third is the lyrics. Simple and repetitive. They don't say much other than we're here tonight and that's enough. Hmm. (laughs) So you know how much money he makes every single year off that single song? Off that one song? Off that one song. Eh, Not quite, but $400,000 to $600,000. Oh, that's pretty good. Every year. He is simply having a wonderful Christmas time. Wow. Having. Yep. And when you think of the simplicity of that song, like anybody could have done that. I know. Why did I come up with that? Yep. Uh, And then Ultimate Classic Rock ranked the 10 worst rock covers of Christmas songs. Their choice at number one is John Bon Jovi's cover of the Pogues 1988 song, Fairy Tale of New York. I could have been someone. So could anyone. <laughs> oh, you God. took my dreams from me. That's your guy. When I first found me. Yeah. What do you think? Kept them he used with to be. Me. He was the love of my Took life. Him with my own. For a few years. When I was make it alone. In my teens. It's John Bon Jovi. John Bon Jovi. He doesn't even sound like him. You know. I recently saw this meme. It was him and Steven Tyler. And there were two other old rockers with their gray hair. And it said something about... Was it the guy from Warrant? It, it, I don't even remember who it was, but they had longer-ish, you know, gray hair. And it said something along the lines of, when the rockers you love now look like your grandma. <laughs> <laughs> or something like that with the hair. Let's watch <laughs> Kind of killed it for me a bit. Kind of ruined it, yeah. <laughs> it is 6.55, and that is your latest e-news. We'll have more for you coming up after 7 o'clock. In the meantime, straight ahead, we got three headlines for you. Two of those headlines are fake. One headline is real, if you can guess the real headline. The countdown at TSO continues with a pair of ninth row tickets to the Trans-Siberian Orchestra's Ghosts of Christmas Eve, the best of TSO and more. It's December 29th at the Heritage Bank Center, and you get to go for free. Straight. This is the Jeff and Jen Morning Show on Q102.
morning. How is everyone? How is everyone? everyone? I'm doing great. Thank you for asking. Yes. And welcome to Jeff and Jen's Faker for Real. How about yourself? (laughs) Fantastic. Good. As always. Doing payroll. Oh, that sounds like fun. You uh, doing the Christmas bonuses too there? (laughs) I actually am. All right, all right. Well, that's good. That's nice. They are good this year. I'm pretty happy. (laughs) Good, good, good. All right, Mary, here's your three headlines. You pick the real one. You're going to sit in the ninth row for TSO. So is it A, a man was arrested for sexually molesting a manatee mannequin? Is it B, woman in manatee costume arrested for selling stolen Slim Jims in 7-Eleven parking lot? Or C, guy arrested at SeaWorld after diving into the tank to swim with the dolphins? Isn't SeaWorld in Florida? It is. <laughs> I, I'm going to have to go see then. No, not today. <laughs> you nope. see my logic there, right? I do, and it's it's well well thought out. But no, that's not it. It's the guy with the manatee mannequin. I'm so sorry to say. At Walmart? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But it does involve a Florida man. So there's so that. There is that. <laughs> yes. A lot of people have ridiculous stories from the, when they were young and stupid. And if this guy can turn his life around, he should be able to trump anyone's juvenile idiocy. Uh, This Florida man is 23. His name is Anthony Lessa. He was arrested last Friday after a drunken outburst at a restaurant, which included throwing gator nuggets, which you've never had gator nuggets. It's a Florida thing. They're big in Florida in the South, Louisiana. Mm -hmm, They're like mm -hmm. chicken nuggets, but with alligator meat. Ugh. I had them once. Ugh. Anyway, when so- it's all in the sauce. When someone <laughs> confronted him, he ran over to a life-size manatee mannequin, not a real manatee, but a life-size manatee mannequin, which was outside the restaurant wearing a T-shirt that says, did someone say tacos? <laughs> <laughs> and according to the report, Anthony then began uh, sexually violating the manatee. Oh, God. Thankfully, they didn't get any... The manatee mannequin, I should say. Yes. Thankfully, they didn't get any more detailed about what that entailed. Mm -hmm. But the police showed up and charged him with disorderly intoxication and disturbance. He was booked and released. And according to the Internet, did a little searching on this guy. Anthony is a student pilot at a flight school in Florida. Oh, my goodness. Great. Jeez. It's just what we need flying our planes. I had the same Right. 18 Uh, after 7, Jeff and Jen, Cincinnati's Q102. This is the Jeff and Jen Morning Show on Q102. Bradley is in need of a second date update this morning, and we're here to assist. Hi, Bradley. How are you? I'm doing great, thanks. Thanks for taking my call. Cool. Happy to have you. So take us from the beginning. How did you meet Lisa? I met her on Match, and uh, we had really, really great date. Uh, we went out to dinner at Napa Kitchen Wine Bar and had a really nice dinner. We were there for a couple hours. Um, you know, conversation was really good, just flowing. We talked about like all kinds of things like one topic just like led into another topic and it turns out we have lots in common and 
uh, we're, we're actually both super into pickleball, which I know is like kind of embarrassing, but like she, she <laughs> loves it just as much as me. <laughs> and, Don't be um, embarrassed. Everybody loves pickleball. It's the hot yeah, new thing. It's the thing to do. I know. And we actually talked about getting it together and playing. Um, so that was like a, you know, like there was like a future plan being made sort mm-hmm. of. And um, we laughed a lot, like in the date. So I thought it was like, I thought I was like doing really great. And she was really playful and like, it was really flirty, great chemistry. And when we left the restaurant, oh, I, I forgot to say, like, my car ended up in the shop, like, two hours before the date. So she was driving, and she drove me back to my place. She came in for a drink, and she kissed me. So just want to be clear that she made the first move. And uh, it was a good kiss, and she stayed for, like, an hour, and we kind of pulled around a little bit, and then she left, and... I definitely had the impression I was going to see her again, and I called her and texted her, and she hasn't gotten back to me, so I'm bummed. Did you invite her to stay longer? Yeah, but she just wanted to go. Oh, mm-hmm. that's weird. Did so, that feel weird? Or? I get I mean, like, you know, it's like there's rules maybe that she has for herself or something, so. Right. Yeah, who knows? But you don't feel like she's put off by anything. No, like, that's why, like, like I get that she, like, maybe wanted to take it a little slow, but, like, I don't get that she's not returning my calls and texts. Right. Gotcha. I think it's cool that not only did you have this effortless chemistry, but you said you laughed a lot, which I think it's so cool when you meet someone new and they have a similar sense of humor than you. That, mm-hmm. to me, is just an instant connection. Yeah. Like, Correct. Like, at the very least, we should be friends out of Agreed. this. Agreed. If not more. Right. So... We'll call her up and we'll see what's going on as Second Date Update continues. Next, we'll talk to Lisa. The story of Bradley and Lisa. Next, Jeff and Jen, Cincinnati's Q102. This is the Jeff and Jen Morning Show on Q102. Bradley met Lisa on Match. They had a dinner date in Montgomery at Napa, and it lasted for, I think he said it was a good couple of hours. They had such a great rapport. They both have pickleball in common. We both play. Yeah. So we were talking about playing together. Right. I love that they sort of have a similar sense of humor. There was a lot of laughter on the date. Now, I did read somewhere that said the ideal date last closer to three hours uh-huh but she did stay that extra hour at his house and hung out a little bit so that counts we should also mention that she made the first move and kissed him as she was dropping him off mm-hmm. she's dropping him off because his car i guess is in the shop last minute so that was nice for her to come pick you up yeah i thought so does she live do you live far away from each other or are you relatively close we're pretty close um he actually came in first so it wasn't when she was dropping me off that she kissed me. It was like we can't. She came in for a drink, and then we were just like hanging out in the kitchen. And, she kissed and me. that's when she laid one on you. That's when the makeout right. sesh happened. Okay. Yeah. What kind of shape was your place in? Um, it was pretty good. I mean, it wasn't like I. I guess I hadn't like just cleaned it, but it was like decent. Okay. 
it wasn't too neat, was it? Like you had been expecting her to come in, like it was overdone. No, like there was there was dishes and stuff. Because I think I would almost be as concerned about a too perfectly set home. Oh, as not I me. Would be I'd as be like, did I just find my listen, soulmate? Listen, to who's talking though, Jen <laughs> right. over here, I know. the collector. I know. Right. I'd well, be like, oh, I look mean, at this. He called the maid before I got here. Well, she it, must be it awesome. Would be, it, I would have the thought, is he going to expect me to be this neat? Is he going to yes. expect me to participate in the in cleaning, the cleaning. Yes. of it being uh. this neat? Or is he someone who loves it clean and he'll clean up after me? Because that would be okay. <laughs> so you're saying it just was average. Not too neat, not too messy, just lived Yeah, in. a little better than average. Okay. All right. All right, you ready to call her up? Yeah. See what her deal is? Hello? Hi, can we speak to Lisa, please? This is Lisa. Lisa, it's Jeff and Jen at Q102. How are you this Hi, morning? Lisa. We're all Jeff here. And Jen. What's happening? Hi. How you doing? Hi, I'm good. What's up? Why are you calling? <laughs> she giggles. We spoke with a very nice gentleman on the phone this morning who talked about a date he went on with you recently. And mm. you sound like the cat's meow, I got to tell you. Hmm. Wow. I mean, isn't that flattering? Yeah. I mean, that's big. That's putting yourself out there in a very big way. Knowing someone called a radio station Uh about you. Uh Uh-huh. I don't know. I've suddenly got very nervous. Well, no pressure. If you don't want to go out with him again, that's up to you. We're just curious Curious. what you thought of Bradley. And if there's any chance of you two ever seeing each other again. Well, I... Gosh, I am, I am nervous. This is the radio. Um, so I thought that there was definitely potential there, but it became clear that he's a bit, what's the word that I want to use? The clueless? Clueless? I thought you were going to say yeah. messy. No, not so much messy, more so clueless. I mean, did he happen to tell you what happened at his house? Other That you made out? Oh, yeah. Okay, um, so before we got to his house, dinner was great. I was definitely into him. I really liked him. I thought it might go somewhere because there was definite chemistry. Um, we just had a really, really great time. And when we got back to his place, oh God, I'm just on the radio. I was tired of him not making a move, so I kissed him. Yes. And Mm-hmm. So we were there in the kitchen, we were kissing, we were making out, and I hear this noise from downstairs. And he told me, don't worry, that's my cat, she knocks things over all the time. Did he tell you any of this? No. No. Okay. So honestly, like, I'm not a really big cat person, so I wasn't like, oh, you know, let me see your cat, let me meet him. I didn't have that urge to meet the cat. <laughs> yeah, see, I'd have been like, ooh, a kitty! See, I would have been like, it's fine. Let's make out again. (laughs) Right. Okay, so you're not a cat person, so yeah, I get it. Not a cat person. Didn't Honestly, like, didn't really care. So we go back to making out, and all of a sudden, this sloppy, drunk woman holding a bottle of something, I think it was wine, 
throws open the basement door and stumbles into the kitchen. Like a person? Hey! (laughs) Is it his mom? Oh, God, is it his mom? No. Listen to this. He slurs something like, oh, great, my husband brought a date home. What? My husband got a di- brought a date home? Is that what you yeah, said? my husband brought a date home. And I was like, what the hell is going on here? Like, what, what is happening? Who is and this? So it turns out that they're divorced, but she's temporarily living in his basement because she lost her license due to a DUI. And so he's been driving her around until she gets it back. Wow. Does he have children with this woman? They do have a kid, but the kid was spending the night at a friend's house, or so I was told. Who knows? But, I mean, this woman was a complete mess. So he was nice. We had a really good time. But I just don't really want to be any part of that scene. Yeah. And up until that moment, you never knew that he was previously married. Or still currently married. Well, I knew that he had a kid, but no mention of a messy relationship dynamic happening definitely not she's staying in my basement yeah wow because as we're walking up to the door i'd be like listen just a heads up i know it's kind of weird but my ex-wife is currently living in my basement long story i'll explain it later but just yeah just she's she's supposed to stay down there (laughs) if you hear something rustling around oh my god bradley (laughs) yeah you Are didn't you, um, think that was worth mentioning to us. Well, she lost her license. So I'm basically just doing a solid for, like, my kid's mom. Like, like we're not, we have no relationship anymore. I was just going to ask you that. How tight are you two? Not tight. I mean, she's, I'm letting her stay in the basement, and I'm not involved with her. Right. How long have you been divorced? Two years. Hmm. And how old's your kid? Five. Okay. Boy five. or girl? Boy. So it kind of sounds like your ex-wife has a possible drinking problem, does she? Yes. I I mean, yeah, but she's, you know, I, I don't know. I'm trying to help her through that, too, but it's just like, I mean, it's basically, I, I don't know. I, I don't I feel like I'm getting, like, canceled for, like, this. Not canceled, but, you know, like, canceled, at, like, by... Guilt by know, association. Dating. Well, it's your it's your child's mother. You're trying to... Uh, you know, get her pointed in the right direction, and right. it's going to benefit your kid too. I see exactly, that. exactly. I get I it. That, yeah. yeah, I get it too. I mean, sorry guys, I just have to chime in here. Like anyone can take a look at her and tell that she needs help. Mm-hmm. Like you had to carry her back downstairs; she couldn't even walk down the steps. Hmm. Now, devil's know, advocate she doesn't usually get. She doesn't usually get that way. Like it's not. It's not like I'm like like completely taking care of her all the time. Like, oh my goodness. Devil's advocate, though, for you, Lisa, does that show you that he is a kind, compassionate man, even in a situation? Good point, Tim. No. I'm not <laughs> he was nice. He was nice. We had a good time. But like I said earlier, like, I just don't, I can't be getting in that mess. You know what yeah. I mean? She had lost her job. I forgot to say that. Like, she had lost her job, like, that week. So, so she had a lot going on, and that maybe is why she drank. Yeah, she was, she was pretty low, like, that night. Yeah. Yeah. This I understand this though. Like I do. You can't get into a new relationship right now. Like I feel like he's got to figure this. Got to clean that mess yeah. up first. Yeah. 
Or just, you know, I mean, it's obviously never going away, but maybe just out of the house. The woman isn't ever going correct, away. Cause correct, because they share the kids. Yeah. So. And, and figuring out where his responsibility begins and ends. Yeah. yeah. That's a slippery slope. Like driving man. her yeah. around currently, the, all of that. Yeah. I mean, that whole situation was messed up. The fact that you didn't think that I might even have an issue with the whole situation. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> heads up would have been nice. It's mind blowing. Yeah. It's temporary. It's temporary, though. You know, like I know that's weird, but it's not going to be for much longer. I yeah, hope not. Really so maybe isn't. reach yeah. out in a month. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you, Bradley, for putting yourself out there. Best of luck to you, and certainly best of luck to your to your ex. I hope she uh, gets the help that she needs. And Lisa, we appreciate you taking our call and coming on Second Date Update with us and having the conversation. Thanks, guys. All right, Have a good one. Thank you. Bye bye. All right. If you need a little help with the second date update, so easy. Just send us an email, Jeff and Jen at WKRQ.com. Shop till you drop round nine. Niner. Yeah, that's right. We kicked it off at nine or 40 yesterday, and we haven't had a match yet. So maybe. This is the Jeff and Jen Morning Show on Q102. Trying to sit on the floor. Yeah. <laughs> I can't even see you. This is as low as the mic will go. Are you yelling? Yeah, I'm speaking up. Can well, you see him, Jen? I nope, can't even see him. I can't see even him. see him. Yeah. Yep. All right. How'd that work for you? It's not going to work here. We have. Um, we have like counter height everything, though, right? Is this considered counter height or even higher? Yeah. I don't know. This comes. Uh, yeah, right above my, right below my belt line. Yeah. The counter I work at. Yeah. Right? It's so the same height. Oh, Ours yours is a little higher. higher, actually. Yeah, so it's we have a little higher of a shelf like than an you. Like inch and a half. Yeah. That way we can all see each other. Anyway, we bring it up because, I, I, and I don't know where you do most of your work. Maybe you sit in an office chair or maybe your couch if you work from home. Your kitchen table. But here's another option. A writer for Slate just did a big column on how we should all be sitting on the floor instead. Okay, and why? Well, she claims it's done wonders for her body. Really? Yeah, and she's not the first to suggest this. I know, like, if we have friends over and we're all hanging out and there's not enough seats on the couch, I will sit on the floor. And everyone's like, oh, you sit on the couch. Don't sit on the floor. But I like it's actually not that bad. I yeah, like I'm okay with it. I yeah. like the floor position. I'm good with floor. I used to sit on the floor in conference in meetings all the time. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Staff meetings. I'd, I'd be in the back corner just sitting on the floor. That's how she would hide. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What does this say? I had to sit at the back head of the t- Do you remember where I used uh-huh. to constantly sit? I would yep. sit at the head of the conference table way in the back. Yep. You would always sit up against the wall with your back on the floor. Yeah. And then one day, this guy we work with named Brian oh made the mistake of sitting in just some random chair along the conference table that evidently, according to the afternoon guy, was his. Uh-oh. He wasn't even the afternoon guy yet. 
Oh, was he you not? You were the afternoon guy. Oh, was I still there? <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's why you were in the meeting. Was I there? So, <laughs> yeah. No, so, he so, was a part-timer. This was a this was a brawl oh, between right. uh what I don't even remember Brian what was he was a promotions guy and part-time on air and Sp- and Spider was just a part-time at the time Spider was a uh-huh. part-time right and he comes in he's like hey man you're in my seat <laughs> and Brian was like really <laughs> he's like I'm not kidding man you're in my seat get out of my seat Brian's like I'm not leaving your seat this, this is nobody's seat there's no names on these seats <laughs> Oh boy! And that's what into a fight. Yeah, and he's like, "Dude, I'm not kidding around. Get the bleep out of my seat!" And then this turned into a freaking shouting match. And, and talking and about JJ like, Walker. What is going? Is that who on? we're talking about? <laughs> what a DB! Uh, it was unreal. Which is the? That's the only time <laughs> I ever saw any kind of like bad behavior from him. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. It must yeah. have just. But been then one again, those... I never really poked that bear either. You it might have been but a Brian slow was day. just a kid. I mean, Brian was a kid at the time. He probably wasn't even, you know, maybe was he even twenty, twenty two years old at the time. No, he was, you know, pretty young and. Yeah, <laughs> he was in his forties. He, he, he was like screaming at him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's the most bizarre thing I've ever seen. It was. It was weird. Somebody must. There must have been a something happened out. Something else happened, and it just. I guess. Earlier in the day or something. Anyway, <laughs> this lady lifted this idea of sitting on the floor from a book called Built to Move that argues our bodies aren't really meant to be sitting in chairs all day. Well, she's right. Yeah. mine. I'm having issues with my current chair. I pulled some muscle in my butt a while ago, and I just keep retweaking it. And I'll get along. I'll be doing fine, and then I'll come into work, and I will sit in this chair for twenty minutes, and I will stand up, and it's like, oh. You got the same chair I got over here. Yeah, I don't know what it is. That's weird. Do you put your feet up on your bench? Yeah, my feet are on the bench. Maybe like that's a squatty why. potty. Maybe it's weird. Like maybe you're <laughs> moving around. I would think it would be. No, it'd be worse if I, I don't didn't know. have it. I don't know. The book says the book built to move says it's okay to sit in a chair sometimes, just not always. Uh, It goes on to say, uh, let's see, sitting on the floor isn't as comfortable, but that is exactly the point. It forces you to shift positions a lot more, which supposedly helps your joints, Hmm. lowers inflammation, and can even potentially up your metabolism. Do you remember when everyone had those um, giant balls that they were all sitting on? Yeah. yeah. Yes. Old office. It's still a thing, kind of, isn't it? I don't think they brought them to the new office. She says standing desks are good, too. And floor sitting is like the sequel to that advice. She said 10 years ago, you had experts saying, oh, everyone needs a standing desk. And now it's, oh, everyone needs to work on the floor. They have those here. I don't know if you guys know that or not, but the cubicles over in our sales department, they have the option to raise them to be standing. Oh, do they? Uh-huh. That's mm-hmm. cool. And there's one of those ones downstairs where you can walk on a treadmill and work at a oh, standing the, um, desk because I saw the girl yesterday doing it. And the bike. They have a bike yeah. there, too. Hmm. That's how I get my exercise in before you guys come to work. I'm downstairs on the treadmill. I believe that. <laughs> that idea. <laughs> Yeah, the interesting thing about, it just occurred to me, and I I guess this is by design, but I never really thought about it. If you go in 
Because we have four radio stations in this building, one of which obviously is Q102. But if if you walk into each of the radio station air studios, all of the counters are raised, you know, just below, like I'm 5'11", so they come up just below my belt line. But if you go into the production studios, we call them production studios where we produce commercials and promos and things like that. Uh, the desks are much lower. Have you noticed that mm-hmm. in all the yeah. productions? Too? Is oh, that yeah. just because they're in there all day? Or These are counter know. height and in our on-air studios, and those are like table height. Yeah, and I'm thinking maybe it's counter height just so that it gives DJs the option to stand during their show if they want to. Probably. Well, and I think, too, with the production studios, they have guests a lot come in. Right. So I'm wondering if maybe they need to have chairs to make them feel a little more comfortable. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Because if this, you know, sitting up high like this could be like a little more intimidating for people who don't do this for a living. So maybe they are trying to be accommodating to clients. It could be, but like now that I think of it, I think every radio station I've ever worked at had the same setup. Yeah. And I've never really asked why. I've never noticed enough to ask why. You want me to get an engineer up here? I don't know. That might be worth asking. <laughs> why is it that all production studios have lower counters than air studios? Because, you know, we're all, like, operating similar equipment, so. Yeah, true. Anyway. I don't know. Would you like to, are you saying you would like to sit lower? Would you like to sit lower? No, I, I prefer it the way it is in here. I like it high. Yeah, so do I. Here's another hypothetical. Would you sell your dog if someone offered you $50,000? <gasps> oh, man. <laughs> Fritz is thinking about it. She truly is. <laughs> this is such a crappy question. I to love ask. Piper, but 50 G's. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. What about you, Jen? I couldn't. I couldn't. She's Even such though a he's part a, of the family. I, yeah, he's, I mean, he's a little pain what in my rear. What if you got 50 but... G per animal? Oh. oh, God, I'd be. Sold, 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 sold. <laughs> I don't know. Jacob, you... Joe Biden said we have to get rid of all of our cats. <laughs> Well, would they, what kind of home are they going to? Who's taking them? Who's getting them? What's, oh, going, what's no. going to happen to them? And do you get to no, see them? No, I'm not saying that I would be willing to consider. I'm just asking, is that part of this question? Because if they're you going... You have to assume if the person can afford to buy your pet for... I'm going to up it to $200,000 oh because God. that's the money in this question. This is somebody that's going to give them a, real, a loving... Are they giving them a better home than I am providing for them? Because that would be... The, well, if the they trigger. got $200,000 yeah, to drop yeah, on your dog... Yeah, get ignored, I, you know? I, I don't know. Might be left alone all day long, all the time. They're I, not going to do that if they got 200 Gs. They can afford to hire somebody to just pet your pet. <laughs> If the if I thought the animals were going to be happier in another home, then I would let them go. Oh, I would write a clause in that I got to visit. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, peace out for 200 grand, but I'll visit. Well, the question has gone viral because there is a woman on TikTok who claims someone made her the offer for real. Someone offered us 200K for our puppy, and I told my husband, absolutely not, because I birthed her. Would you guys sell your dogs for 200K? Like, that is my baby. That is my baby. I birthed her. That is my child. Okay, you're weird. Like, no, you, you did, did not birth her. You were, and you're weird. Well, unless well, wait a minute, is she, did she? Did she have? Was she there when the puppy was born? There's no money. I would not sell her. But I just got me thinking. I'm like, I wonder if people would have taken that 200k. 
Her name is Alexis Elliott. She recently got a Doberman puppy that's around six months old. She claims someone recently offered to buy the dog for 200 grand and she turned them down. Uh, probably because she's a rich TikToker who doesn't need the money. <laughs> but anyway, she says she claims she told her husband no way because the dog is like her baby and she feels like she birthed it. Uh, she said she'd never sell her dog for any amount of money, but was curious what other people would do, which is why she posed the question on TikTok. Mm-hmm. So would you sell your current dog or cat for $200,000? Or do you agree it would feel like you were selling your child i guess i'm kind of with jen on that uh what kind of home is this cat going to what will the cat be happy right will the dog be will the dog be happier in this situation than they are yeah quality of life and all that yeah for what it's worth most people in the tiktok comments said they would definitely take the money (laughs) i mean that's just hard by the way it would actually net you more than two hundred thousand when you think about it because a new poll found it now costs an average of four thousand eight hundred dollars a year to own a pet Oh God! Yeah, Please but also don't say that. that. Don't tell me the, that. I think of all the, the good math. you could do, Jen, oh my with God, your two hundred G's, and how many more cats you could adopt. I could start at my own shelter. You could. You could have a, a cat sanctuary at that <sighs> cost. I would take them all. I don't think I could do it. You don't think you could get? What if it was two hundred G's per kid? Yeah. <sighs> Getting closer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So if you have been in a serious relationship, you have surely struggled with this. Is it acceptable or unacceptable for a person to tell their spouse a secret that a friend told them in confidence? Like, say, for example, your friend robbed a bank and told you not to tell anyone. Would it be unacceptable to tell your partner or unacceptable not to tell them? Maybe that's not a great example, but you see the point I'm trying to make. Well, I think where it gets juicy, it's like, okay, so you're friends with another couple and the husband, the the wife is screwing around, right? And the wife tells your wife, do, does your wife, is it okay for her to tell you that the other wife is messing around on your friend? I feel like we had this conversation Ah, recently. We have. It's, it comes up all the time because it's so, it's a conundrum that so many people couples find themselves in right but i have been in situations where one of the kids has said to their mom hey uh this is a big secret but i'm allowed to tell you and i'm sitting right there and i'm like hey guys like just you should (laughs) you know what i mean like i got no problem with them confiding in their mother and their mother holding that confidence yeah but i'm just giving you a heads up if you don't want your stepdad to hear this i'm here Right, you know? I can hear it. I want to give you that option. They're probably yeah. just assuming you're not listening, or they know that she's going yeah. to tell you anyway. Because right. isn't that the deal? No cracks, yeah. as she puts it. Mm-hmm. Anyway, on the flip side, twenty percent of people say it's never acceptable to reveal secrets, even to your spouse, and another twenty-eight percent say it's usually unacceptable. And those numbers were mostly the same. Didn't matter if you were talking to men or women; most everyone agreed. The main difference, however, was based on age. This is interesting. Younger adults, younger adults are more likely to be cool with telling their spouse everything, while the older you get, older folks are more likely to keep their friends' secrets even from their partner. Well, let's say let let's say that 
You know, you did know the secret that your wife told you about one of your mutual friends and you've kept it. Then you get divorced. Are you free to tell the secret to other people? <laughs> no. If you're no, 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 no. You have to keep it forever. <laughs> yes. All right. Just yeah. checking. Don't tell <laughs> Jen anything. I know. Honest to God. <laughs> Big believer. Thanks for listening to the Q102 Jeff and Jen Morning Show Podcast. Brought to you by CVG Airport. Fly healthy through CVG. For more information, go to CVG Airport backslash fly healthy.